0: Hello and welcome back to the Healthcare and Complicated YouTube channel. Today I have another magnificent leader and guest for you. But before I go ahead, let me remind you to subscribe to the channel and also check all the previous content there. The reason that we bring leaders together is for you to also educate yourselves on amazing content and today i have very special guest i have is he's a digital health and corporate innovation executive and startup advisor shwen how are you i'm good thanks thank you very much joel
1: for having me on your show congratulations on reaching episode 100.
0: oh brilliant yeah th- thank you so much for being in here and accepting the invite we met recently i mean last year in lisbon but uh I've been uh, we are connected for some time and I really want to have you on the show so thank you so much for the accepting the invitation and the 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 compliment on episode 100 it, we just flew by for some reason
1: no it's uh it's a pleasure to be here and uh it was even more wonderful to meet you in real life in Lisbon last year uh after being locked down for two years and not seeing
0: anybody right I know it's a great feeling and for me as you know it's always very special going to lisbon any excuse and yesterday i was talking to another leader and ims europe uh, 23 this year is in lisbon and he didn't know i was portuguese and he said oh you're going to be Ems europe we're going to invite you to come and i said oh uh, okay any reason to come to lisbon <laughs> <laughs> any excuse i like any it excuse any excuse uh Shuen, so today the topic is we we are here to talk about corporate innovation where digital health meets pharma but give me a little bit about your amazing background and the things that you've been doing for the last 20 25 years really
1: sure thank you joao um so i've been in the biopharma industry for the last 20 years or so uh spent the entire time in digital strategy and innovation but before that i actually trained to be a behavioral neuroscientist so i actually started on bench academic bench side academic research Uh, And uh, then transitioned over to what some would call the dark side, which is pharma, uh, and uh, spent the majority of my initial 12 or 13 years on the commercial side of the business, mainly focused on digital marketing. And um, I sat in brand teams, in centers of excellence, and in corporate. And then for about three years after that, I actually shifted over to um, more of the clinical side. So I slept within the global drug development, uh, clinical development type of uh organization leading digital recruitment and retention and so really got my experience of that that clinical development side of the business and then over the last five years or so i've sort of shifted more into enterprise-wide digital innovation starting with novartis uh, where i was one of the co-founders and helped to launch a global network of digital innovation hubs called the novartis biome and then more recently i was at bristol meyer squib or bms where I was the uh, head of global digital strategy and basically worked with all the senior leaders across the different business units. So R&D, clinical, commercial, manufacturing supply chain to help drive their innovation strategy.
0: Brilliant, you have an incredible background. You have you have been a Biogen, a Novartis, BMS. And the question that I have for you to bring things together is what's important to consider in terms of corporate innovation overall sure i think you know um
1: I'll, I'll start with a little bit about how pharma works right i think pharma is built in a way that's very efficient for the traditional business which is really around uh the 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 manufacturing of drugs right and uh so they've optimized all their uh, you know operating uh, procedures and all their um ways of working to really uh, make that the most efficient way possible. However, because we've sort of set ourselves up to be a big corporation manufacturing drugs in this way and, and optimized it, sometimes when we want to do things that are quick and agile and partner with smaller companies like startups, it becomes very difficult because all our processes and all our operating uh, sort of uh, operating models are, are devised for working with uh, big scale companies, right? Uh, and so, a big part of the consideration is how different is it from working with another Fortune 500 company versus working with a two, three, four-person startup which has very little money in the bank and uh, has a lot of a very high risk if you partner with them, right? So I think that mindset needs to change. Uh, that is probably the the hardest thing. So I'll give you an example um, where uh, most people know that the sales cycle and the contracting cycle when you partner with pharma can take a very long time. It can take Three, six, nine months—sometimes, depending on how the contract goes. Now, a startup doesn't even have an in-house lawyer. How are they going to get through a nine-month, hundred-page uh, contract? Uh, you know, with with the pharma company, if you don't uh, adapt to the fact that you're working with a very small company, uh, which is taking um, you know a, a high risk in in partnering with you because they have very limited resources, very limited money, and so on. Uh, so. You have to really adjust the risk level and and find ways to work with them that allow for you to be much more agile to be uh able to uh do things in a way to learn as quickly as possible uh without a huge amount of investment up front
0: brilliant fantastic you know shren i know a little bit about um uh, the insurance industry and i always have this perception right or wrong the insurance industry is very similar to the pharma industry because they big they're risk averse they want to innovate but for some reason things move slow and um uh, at the beginning on my inwards to digital health and health tech personally i've done a lot of consultancy with the nordic companies really great innovators in Finland, sweden denmark great great in health tech um and one of the target markets of uh, some of these companies was not as such but was the insurance companies and i have i have a big network as you know and i had a lot of contacts in them um, uh, in the insurance industry and i put them in touch with big insurance in uk and in europe other places in europe and these issues that you mentioned arose like the startup the mindset the big corporate talking to a startup and doing business with the startup is very complicated very complicated and also the chances of succeeding is kind of okay is only one startup is gonna do business well, maybe more but you know everybody creates a startup they think they're gonna sell to an insurance company or a pharma company in this case yeah. and you know it's it's not the the, the reality but thank you so much for that overview is there anything else any more challenges that you want to highlight that are important? for the corporate side but also for the inviters.
1: yeah so i think two things uh, i'll talk about both sides actually i think um,
0: th- there are a lot of things i can talk about the problem
1: with the corporate side for sure uh but i will say you know it, it starts with actually understanding what is the problem you're trying to solve because sometimes when we go out um what we're used to doing in pharma is creating an rfp a request for proposal right and when you do that you often already uh, stating exactly what you want But if you're really trying to do something new and innovative, there's a lot of times, a lot of unknowns, you don't know what the right answer is. So you really need to start with the right problem and you need to dig deep to understand what the problem is. Oftentimes when we're in pharma, we we just think we know the solution really. So when we RFP, it's really about building what we want, not exploring what the problem is to find what the right solution is. And so that's a big part of uh, the starting point that could be an issue. Uh, The second one is, when we go out and look for partners, if, if, if you know, first of all, we, we always like to build things, but we realize now there's a lot of startups that are already addressing a lot of the challenges that we have, so should we go out and find them? And when we go out and look for different partners, how do we understand who is the right partner and also who are the people internally that are engaging with those partners? Uh, i've I've experienced uh, companies where you know there are seven, eight, nine different people or different teams talking to the same startup, and they didn't even know until the startup told them. Uh, right? Um, so that happens a lot because uh, companies are really big and people aren't connected in this space to know that everybody else is talking to them. Uh, and also, when you go and look for a pharma comp, uh, sorry, for a startup to partner with, you know you have to explore the landscape. and sometimes the right startup may not be obvious to you. For example, something from InsurTech or FinTech might actually be very applicable to solve a problem for you. That's why you need to start with the right problem and then explore what options there are out there that may potentially solve that problem for you so i think there, there are a few of these things that in corporate we're not used to doing because we're traditionally focused on we know what we need we go on and do an rfp we bring them in they're going to build it and then we're going to implement it so our process is much less agile much less nimble we don't make it very iterative um, and so uh, a lot of those challenges are um in, uh, inherently just part of the process of what we do when we partner with startups Now, on the startup side the big challenge i think is the experience working with pharma as you know pharma is highly regulated has a lot of rules and regulations and process and if you don't understand how that world works then you might not be able to understand how to apply your product your solution to their needs and so um in fact i'm actually an advisor to a uh, pharma focus accelerator based out of Boston called Farmstars. and our goal is to really help these startups understand what happens inside pharma, how does it work, who are the people you need to talk to, how do you how do you create value for your product for pharma, as well as uh, helping them refine their pitch and presentation towards more of a pharma audience. Some of these startups I've seen even pitching to me they use their investor decks, but pharma is not an investor. I believe it's not the traditional pharma, I mean, corporate ventures do exist, but a traditional pharma is looking for solutions for their their challenges that they have that have to do with the therapeutic area with their business process with their um, different operational functions. So, uh, you know, it, it's a very different mindset when you come in and partner with pharma than se- selling to an investor for raising funds. So um, startups really need to think about what they know, what they understand about that company as well as their pipeline and their portfolio drugs and so on.
0: Brilliant, you really highlight some really important uh, nuances there around for the innovators to be prepared, but also to understand pharma and also to resolve some of these um, complexities. Is is there anything else? For example, what you mentioned at the very end is very powerful because usually as a startup, you create a deck and that's it, use it everywhere. (laughs) So it's not specifically sometimes targeted for uh, a specific case and is any is any pitfalls that you want to highlight from your experience have you seen so much so far from both ends you have seen the both realities the startup and the corporate is anything common that you see happening apart from what you mentioned anything that you want to add on to conclude sure I mean a lot of it I already mentioned but I think
1: you know at the end of the day um, Pharma lead, needs to learn how to be more nimble and partner with very um, uh, small, agile uh, companies and, and 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 be able to ch- uh, iterate and change quickly and be able to um, adjust to that type of um, uh, mindset, environment and working stuff. And then uh, startups need to do the opposite, right, which is to understand how they fit into a very big, Matrixed organization with a lot of process and regulation. And so I think those are the things that really make it the most challenging is just the the way they think uh, and function just inherent to the type of uh, stage they're at, type of business they run, um, are completely opposite in a sense. And so how do you become more um, nimble and adjust to partnering with the opposite kind of way of working?
0: brilliant train basically they need to work in different directions even (laughs) the way you see it thank you so much when we could talk for hours i like to keep my episodes nice and short not too short but not too long because these days i don't believe people want to watch an hour video or 45 minutes either so we come to the end of the interview i really appreciate your time your expertise these amazing highlights and the reality check—you know—very valuable for both ends of the spectrum. So I want to thank you for that.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Joël. It was great to be here, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again, hopefully in Lisbon.
0: Yeah, in Lisbon, or at uh, maybe in hims Chicago. I'm planning my my traveling for 2023. I'd like to find, finish with an item. It's not really a question as such, but uh, I'm looking for a short answer. But. Uh, how can we make health and complicated?
1: Ooh, that's a really difficult question. I think uh, you know, I think again, it comes back to what I' saying all along with the challenge with Pharma. It's understand what the real problem is that you're trying to solve. Don't just think about it at the face level. So an example could be, um, a pharma problem could be, "Oh, my doctors are not writing enough scripts." But that's not the doctor's problem. You have to ask yourself, why are they not writing enough scripts? And, I, and then start digging deeper and deeper as what is the challenge that's actually stopping them from wanting to uh, you know, prescribe more? Um, you, you really need to understand the core problem before you can actually uh, solve for it, before you can actually start to understand what are the right solutions for it, and so on. So I think that's basically my, my, my sort of don't complicate things by not looking deeper
0: brilliant Shwen, thank you so much brilliant uh brilliant insights to 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 round up. thank 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 you so much for being in here um yeah and i will hopefully i'll see you soon in person i'm going to round up now
1: thank you very much joel
0: thank you Shwen. uh make sure you subscribe to the channel also i'm going to put shwen's uh linkedin and socials in here connect with him He's a true expert on the startup side, trustful advisor, but also with a lot of experience in pharma. Make sure you connect with him, ask him questions, and I look forward to seeing you all next time.